to entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! We're here to Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. One of the more surreal movies that I saw while I was at Fantastic Fest was Madame Yankalova's Fine Literature Club, which was a Israeli horror fantasy film. And it's one of the first horror films from Israel and the first fantasy film ever from Israel. Uh, and the director, Emilio, was so articulate and so smart, and he had such a vision and, and a great sense of humor. And, you know, like I said, when when you do these interviews... Sometimes there's just a really good back and forth. There's a good energy, and you can tell that you're you're enjoying the interview just as much as they're enjoying being interviewed because they probably have talked to 20 people at this point, and it's fun to try to bring something new to the table, bring a fresh question. I don't know if I did that necessarily, but I know that afterwards Emilio and I became Facebook friends, and you know we're going to try to stay in touch because he is definitely someone who I want to see where he goes from here. It's a very bizarre, uh, he keeps referring to it as a fairy tale for adults. And I think that that's a really great way to put it. So if you guys have a chance to find the movie, go and say, seek it out. Uh, but until then, enjoy this interview.
Hey everybody, I'm here with Emilio, uh, the director of Madame Yankalova's Fine Literature Club. Uh, it's an Israeli film. I don't want to call it necessarily a horror film because it's not. It's actually a romance film in a very strange way. Yeah, we, we actually call it like, um, describe it like a um, dark fairy tale for grown-ups. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it's not a horror film. It, may, it has maybe some... Um, inspirations from horror films but just we, we, we really wanted to keep the violence out of the film um, you know when I, I when I was uh, younger I did uh, I did uh, I did a short film that was really successful in film festivals it's called Lavan mm -hmm. it was also shortlisted for the American Academy Awards in the short film category um, but my mother hated it <laughs> because it was too it was too horror for her it was too violence for her and she asked me she asked me that in my next film um to do it uh, to keep the violence out of the of out of the, of the out of the film and to leave it in the in the mind of the audience and i thought that was that was a really good advice and um, i listened to her because you always have to listen to your mother no yeah and um, I'm very happy that I listened to her and that I kept the horror scenes out of the film and, and leave it on the head of the, of the viewers. Well, and I think that, uh, like, I remember when I was sitting in the theater and, you know, there's the first sequence where the chairs do what the chairs do. And for me, as much as I love horror movies, I never like violence. Like, I, I weirdly don't like stuff that's too much so i was so tense in my chair like what's going to happen and my mind was coming up with all these different things and then you just kind of fade to the next scene and in a way that was so much more horrible because my mind had figured out a thousand different options yeah so i have to tell you the truth that when we wrote the script we had i mean we we i let my imagination to float you know <laughs> and to just write horror scenes really horror scenes <laughs> but then you know, I, I kept thinking about my mother as the audience because uh, also my mother likes horror films. I mean, but she don't like she don't like the violence in it. And I, so I, I, I decided to, to leave the violence out of it. And because um, I think that uh, that uh, in many, many ways, uh, the imagination of the audience, it's 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 much more horrific than than anything can can describe on the on the film that can be in the real film. And I decided to leave it to, in the mind of the audience and the viewers. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you show... It's the difference between you show a group of men that are restrained. And if you showed them getting their throat slit and shoved into a meat grinder and turned into hot dogs or whatever, the effect could also make the movie laughable if you don't have the right budget. But somehow just showing them tied up and then immediately you just cut to a giant stack of hot dogs is infinitely more worse. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I was I was afraid that people won't understand it, because I, as a director and writer, I want people to understand what I'm telling, and to follow the the, the, the story that I wrote. But um, so we had we were very conflict conflicted about it. If if we should show something, if we should be more gore, gore. That's that's the that's yeah. If we should be more gore, but we decided to keep it out. I mean, and to leave it to leave it to your head. I mean. Your head is much, much more twisted and crazy than anything I can, I can, I can do. And I believe you said during the Q and A that um, this was something you had to really fight to get the financing for, and it made me curious. Um, 
is horror a very predominant genre in Israel films, in Israeli films, or is it, you know, you really have to fight to get them made out there? I mean, it's crazy to make a horror film in Israel. Not 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 just horror, but even a genre, any kind of genre film is very unappreciated in Israel, unfortunately. Um, most of the Israeli cinema is realistic. is is a very realistic films. I would say, I would say it again. Most of the Israeli cinema is really realistic, and uh, is chained to the reality. And uh, most of the stories tell either the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, or um, a family. I don't know family dramas or minority dramas that uh, they're and their fight uh, in the Israeli society. And for me, those genres are really boring. And uh, although, although I have to admit that uh, these film, films are very successful in Cannes or Venice uh, or Berlin, but I find it like a, a vicious circle because the festivals want those kind of films. So the Israeli filmmakers do those kind of films in order to be accepted to those kind of festivals. And for me, those festivals are not interesting at all. I'm much more interested in the genre film festivals like, like, like a Fantastic Fest. And... Um, I wanted to make uh, the first fantasy film ever made in the Israeli history. Uh, I was really, really inspired by two friends of mine, Navot Papushado and Aaron Kashales, that did um, Big Bad Wolf that won in Fantastic Fest a few years ago. And they are actually the first uh, directors that did a horror film in Israel. So I wanted to follow them and to make the first fantasy film ever made in Israel. And the film, I, I mean, the opening shot, I, I think... The, the whole movie is great, but the opening, I just adore because it really, it's got almost like a, like a, a Disney villain presence of you're just following this, this raven as it's flying and, and the, the twisted trees and the old beat down house that the, that the, the strip club, I guess it was that they're, they're at. It just really sets this, this beautiful tone of, like you said, it, it isn't a horror film. It's, it's a fantasy film with horror elements and love elements. And it, it is, a, now that you say it, it truly is a fairy tale, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, look at, look at, look at the room that we chose for <laughs> making the interview that have, it has like a, I don't know if it's a painting or what is it? It's like a, I almost think it's a model. Like a it's a model, model behind yeah. the glass. It's yeah. beautiful. Though. So, I mean, that was exactly the atmosphere I wanted in the film. And we had like paintings uh, that in- inspired us, those kind of paintings that are very gothic and very dark. And um, I mean, you said Disney, but more than Disney, I think that my I was very inspired by Tim Burton. Okay, I can see that too, yeah. And especially from Edward Scissorhand, that uh, is, I think that it's my favorite film ever. And one of the things that I really liked in Edward Scissorhand that it tells like a completely weird story about this guy who has instead of hands he has scissors, and uh, and it's something that you can, I mean, when you tell the premise of it, you can almost laugh about it. I mean, it sounds so weird that who who would watch a film about a guy who had scissors instead of hands, and it's not a children film. It's not it's not it's not it's not a fairy tale for children. It's a fairy tale for grown ups. So this was exactly my vision and the exact inspiration I had to tell a twisted story and a weird story about women who despise men, who hate men, who don't believe in love and they, they compete each other to make, in order to bring male men to the club and to make hot dogs out of them. 
so this can also be like a very weird story to tell, but if you put it in the right dimension, in the right context, and you, uh, I think that you can succeed of telling these kind of stories. I want you to tell a real quick story that you told in the Q&A because I thought it was so charming and funny about the um, real-life inspiration of some of the moments in this movie. Uh, It was a friend of yours, right? Yeah, so my muse is Sigal, is a good friend of mine. Her name is Sigal Roche. And um, we, she's like a very intense diva. And uh, once, a wh- once in a while we have dinner. She, she is making dinner for me and we, we come to her house and we, we talk and um, we drink wine. And she always making me the same thing, schnitzel with mashed potatoes and a glass of wine. So we were talking and I was eating and I was in the middle of like eating the schnitzel. And um, then I asked her, so Sigal, what's going on with this guy that you are dating lately? And then she looked at me in a very weird and dark look. And then she looked at my plate and she told me, here he is. And I was like in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of eating the schnitzel and I was like choking. Oh. <laughs> because she gave me this look and I know her and she's like a very weird woman. <laughs> and I thought that it might be true. <laughs> I mean... Because I know this woman and I know what she's capable. And I was like, oh my God, am I eating this guy now? By the way, I'm not sure that she was lying. <laughs> Did you, so you never met the, the guy she was dating? No, I mean, this, and Tel Aviv is a very small city. I mean, where is he? You know, where is he, this guy? And um, I never ate again in her house. We still meet, but we go to, to a restaurant, to a schnitzel. I mean, I, I'm not eating in her schnitzels anymore. She gave you some sleeping pills too, right? Yeah, I mean, once it's also a true story that was in the film, that I was like really depressed. I have, my, my heart was broken and I was really depressed and in anxiety. And I came to her crying and she told me, Emilio, everything will be all right. I will make you schnitzel. Um and she like made me a schnitzel, but she put sleeping pills in it because she felt that I needed to sleep. So and I couldn't sleep because I was three days up, anxiety and depressed. And then she gave me the sleep, the, 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 the schnitzel, and I fell asleep immediately for two days. Or so. <laughs> you think after the first day she might at least attempt to wake you up to make sure everything was okay? <laughs> yeah, but she didn't. I mean, she didn't, she didn't care. I mean, she just wanted me relaxed. All right. Well, one. Well, by the way, maybe one more. If I would sleep one more day, I would. I would find myself as a schnitzel. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the film is uh, currently up for acquisition. After Fantastic Fest, what's the next step with this film? Where's the next place maybe that people can see it? So the film is open to acquisitions. Uh, it will be screened again here in Fantastic Fest, and we have a lot of film festivals ahead of us um, in the states and and uh, and uh, abroad uh, in Europe and South America. Okay, well, you made a great movie. I can't wait to see the next one. Thank you very much. Are you a fan of young adult novels? 
Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 